What is up, world? This is episode 57 Hello. of the Movie Schmovie podcast with Ronald, John, and myself. My name's Steve. Uh, this episode, we're going to be focusing on, I guess, partly a catch-up of some films that we've seen or been trying to catch up on before the end of the year around this holiday time, whether they've been coming on DVD or we've mm. had a chance to finally see them in a the theater, maybe video on demand, whatever it might be. And then on the other side, maybe looking forward to some films in the first quarter or just past the first quarter of uh, 2013, because there are some pretty uh, cool movies coming out earlier on in the year, which sometimes in January can be like a weird, like a weird, I don't want to say dumping ground, but there can be some dumping ground well, films Well, the perception is, at least, that yeah. movies that come out then are, are movies that the studio is not that excited about, because it's not, they're not saving it for the summer, and they're not releasing it in the kind of prestige season either. Exactly. So it's always, exactly. so it suggests this is a movie Where that, does it fall or right. in terms of quality or success? Sad, though, because you, you see a good movie <clears throat> and then you forget about it completely. Mid, mid, well, it is, it is, it does set a movie up to be something of a surprise, at least, because yeah, it's, it's yeah, like you, yeah. you don't really expect much at that time of year. But, uh, yeah, is there, is there like an intention there to lower your expectation, maybe? Like, maybe. so that maybe it can surprise you? I wonder if there's going to be any of those issues, you know. I don't know. We'll get to that. Do you want to? Do you want to kind of jump off and talk about what we saw recently instead first? Yeah, sure. Just Absolutely. to kind of catch us up to the end of 2012 and then go over there. Okay. I saw the documentary Mansum. Uh, I saw the documentary Mansum. It's basically about. Uh, is that the Morgan Spurlock thing? Yeah, it basically is about yeah men and maintenance of self and how we. Is there a dick joke in there? Uh, there are some dick jokes about nice. shaving the pubes. Uh, uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. it has a bunch of people. Uh, Judd Apatow's in it, Will Arnett, um, Zach Galifianakis. Um, just kind of giving their insight on how manliness and the idea of manliness has kind of changed over the years and what their preferences are and what they think is kind of lame. And Did Galifianakis share any, like, beard wisdom that might help me? He did. He did. He just said that the, the basically the power is in the beard and the embrace it, among other things. I knew that part already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing new, but yeah. John could have told Zach yeah. that, okay? Let's get <laughs> exactly. this straight. Exactly. So, I mean, it was okay. It was pretty decent. Um, well, Spurlock kind of churns these things out now, it seems like. Yeah. Like, earlier this year, I saw his movie about Comic-Con, um, How's that? It sounds like the same. Enjoyable, uh, you know, because I do have this kind of affection for sort of nerd culture. It was, it was, it had that extra little bit of interest. But you know, it's not a not a deep documentary, and it it goes into an issue in a way that is like like brisk and funny and uh, you know clever, but not nothing mm. particularly insightful. And it almost sounds like. Maybe Mansum is in the same yeah, department. It, it feels like it feels like um I don't wanna say this to insult it, but it feels like uh like somebody has iMovie open and there's like an outline of how to make a documentary and he's just plugging in the parts. Yeah. And this is what it is. Uh that's exactly I, I mean, Comic Con is the same kind of thing. Like there's not really? a lot of the movie making, you wouldn't mm-hmm. say it was particularly right. impressive. The movie pretty much made itself. Like it wasn't right. any compelling, anything compelling that he put together. So, all right. Uh, what about you, Stephen? Um, I actually finally got to see Ten Years, which is I wanted to see that. It came out in like September, very limited release. Channing Tatum, Rosario it was, it, Dawson's in it, right? Yeah, it's actually a huge cast. Like actually a really cool cast: Justin Long, uh, Kate Mara, Chris Pratt, Scott Porter from Friday Night Lights. Chris Pratt's show. in it. Chris Pratt's in it. I like Chris Pratt. Um, Anthony Mackie's in it. I mean, really, really. really 
really solid cast. And actually, like a film that is I'm a sucker for regardless. Like it's this high school reunion, coming mm-hmm. of age, like where are you in life now? Who failed? Who succeeded? Didn't we all fail in some way kind of movie? Mm-hmm. Um, relatable, you know, mm-hmm. where I am in my life, you know, just those kinds of films. Again, the cast was pretty solid, really funny at times. Um, um, Aubrey Plaza's in it as well. I mean, like a really? lot of people from Community are in it, oddly enough. It's from first-time director Jamie Linden, who has been a writer on a couple of films, like We Are Marshall and <laughs> Dear John, which have nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> I just mentioned it because I saw it on his IMDb. Okay. <clears throat> it, the thing that I would mention about it is, like, I did really, like, period, really like the film a lot. I'd really? recommend seeing it. If you like that kind of, you know, drum-com, like, <clears throat> high school reunion, unsettled feelings, kind of wrap it up in a bow kind of feeling, Um I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of like an also it's another entry into this is the year of Channing Tatum. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't what I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan of his. Um, having also recently seen Magic Mike. Um, See, I was going to say this was the year of Matthew McConaughey. So maybe that's the Venn diagram. That's where of, it all kind of, of where it all comes yeah, okay. together. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's right in the middle there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like he, he, you know, with 21 Jump Street, that broad comedy, which was a super surprise to me, I loved actually a lot. Um, even though the action entry, which would be probably G.I. Joe, got pushed back. I'm not mm-hmm. to say that that was going to be any good or not. Don't you think maybe that helped Shining Tatum's probably. average this year? Probably, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Um, but Magic Mike, you know, I actually really like that as well. I don't know. I just feel like seeing this movie, it's just another side of why I feel like he's doing so well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he's, you know, this is a very small film that got like no release, you know, and he's still a part of it. Still a solid movie. Overall, pretty good critical reviews. Didn't make a lot of money. Maybe it will find an audience on home video, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I just think he's he's tapped into something, and I don't know. I'm curious to see in the year, in the coming year, what what happens next for him. I mean, he was like People magazines, like Sexiest Man Alive, like everything just lined up for him this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's his wife's ha- like they're having a baby. Like it was like the year mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. And this movie was interesting to me because like I feel like if if this was him in real life, like to look back on where he is. You know, as a 30, 31 year old man from where he thought he would be coming out of high school, like, I think it's a pretty cool year to see him in a movie like this. Yeah. Um, Not to say that he's ever looked at it like that, but I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool to think about how he's done so well this year and and had such a success at the box office, critically, commercially, all around. Um, Question Do you consider him a. You think he has the potential to be one of those, like, big actors? I do. And I think, that, think that, so? that's what I'm getting at. I, I think yeah, yeah. that, now I forgot to mention that movie, The Vow, he was in with Rachel McAdams, which I'm not sure if that's like one of those Nicholas Sparks movies, if it was mm-hmm. based off of one of his novels or not. I don't remember. Not a movie I love, but a movie that was still pretty successful. And it's like that r- romantic drama. Mm-hmm. So he's got this broad comedy, romantic drama, almost had an action movie come out this year. Has got this, you know, high school reunion film. You know, almost five five films this year that are somewhat successful. Well, in, I mean, in like some Magic way. Mike exists because Soderbergh wanted to make a Channing Tatum movie. Yeah, this too. is a that, that's a movie like about him like, too. Yeah. Like he was a Chippendale stripper at some mm-hmm. point in his life, and now he's like questionably going to be one of the bigger movie stars out there. And, and I think it's kind of cool because I, I'm glad I saw this movie later on in the year. Like I'm referencing ten years because it is so small. It's not a big you know studio film. But the fact that so many great actors are in it and funny actors are yeah. in it, you're like, okay, this is like a collective piece where like a lot of people came together and wanted to help get this movie made. And this first time director, you know, you know, and it's it's really funny. And I mean, Justin Long's in it. I, I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's really funny. Um, like I said, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt is actually hilarious in it. And he, but I mean, he's the same character that he is in oh, Parks okay. and Recs, you know. But 
overall, it's a really solid movie. A small film, don't get me wrong. Like I can see why it didn't get a really big release. Sure. It doesn't have that like broad laugh <clears throat> appeal. It's much more of an adult, you know, like me, like where I am in my life, I'd watch a movie be like, I like this kind of movie. And mm-hmm. I always liked those high school because I'm super nostalgic about that stuff and I'm a sap about it, but solid movie. Like mm-hmm. I definitely recommend both of you to see it. I think you'd both really enjoy it. And, and any listeners as well. I mean, you know, uh, if you're into that kind of genre or just a Channing Tatum fan, mm-hmm. uh, check it out. Cause he, he's definitely, isn't it funny it. that, that someone could be a Channing Tatum fan now and you would go, Oh, okay. Whereas just a year ago you would be like that guy from step up. Yeah. Wasn't that what? It's weird. Yeah, it was Twenty One Jump Street that really. I don't know. You, I could tell in that that he that there's something there. You know that it's not just if you can focus it on him, he looks good. I, I think he has the potential to be a more likable Mark Wahlberg. I don't think that Mark Wahlberg is as good as at comedic. I think stuff. Mark Wahlberg is pretty good, but I don't. I think that the, the age difference. Gives you enough of a reason to say that there's room for a next Mark Wahlberg. And yeah. I, I think that Ch- I could totally see Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum having that kind of like doing those kind of films that Wahlberg does, where yeah. it's like he does he can do an action thriller or something like that, but he could also turn around and do something with a little something you know, kind of tittish. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, Henry, we were watching movie trailers, really? uh, and he saw the poster for Ted so many times, and he was like. Oh, I want to see that one with the teddy bear. That looks so cool. That looks so funny. And I had to be like, uh, Henry, we will bend the rules for you on a lot of movies. There's a lot of PG that you get to watch, but that's not for you. But it looks so funny, and that teddy bear is so cute. And I was like, yeah, he is, Henry, but I don't think that's the kind of film we're talking about. Yeah, really. But no, the next Wahlberg, that's not a bad assessment. because Wahlberg, I, I don't think you're off. I think I, you're pretty – because Wahlberg's films are pretty successful. Yeah, and Wahlberg very. clearly gets cast – I mean, he gets picked for interesting things. Yeah, whatever energy he, he brings, people kind of like that fact that... And I th- you know what it is that they both have is they both have that toughness, but like th- they frequently play a vulnerable side. Four movies coming out in 2013, so... <laughs> um, yeah, oh, we'll he does? Yeah. He's, he's got... Well, G.I. Joe, he's got mm-hmm. another... Sort of, the, the side effects... Yeah. Soderbergh film, um, White House Down, which is a broad action yeah, film. We'll really see broad, that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Just for the name is hilarious. Yeah, it's right. just like... Uh, <laughs> White House Down. I don't know, but yeah, 10 years, solid movie. Very cool, very cool. Cool. Well, we both saw Sleepwalk with me. Yeah. We wanted to talk about that. Um, I feel like that's an interesting film for you, Ronald, because I mean, that I feel like knowing what Ronald's doing on the side... Because oddly enough, Movie Shmovie is not the only thing Ronald does in life. Um, wait, wait, wait! You mean when we stop recording, you guys don't just hang out, and wait for you, you guys to just come down. sit in a dark room? Because that's what I do. You guys leave, yeah. and I just turn off the lights and wait. I'm also moonlight as a uh, aspiring male. comedian. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Oh, you're going male prostitute? You know, I was going to say. Yeah. I you were going to say I'm moonlight I tried to as cut a... you off on that. <laughs> I mean, right? Uh, yeah. I feel like you have more more chance of success for the comedian side. Yeah, yeah. Your your, I... your hand jobs are not very good. It's very They're too aggressive. Dry. Yeah. yeah. A little too, too anyway. Too much. Sleepwalk with me, Mike <laughs> uh, Raviglia. Yeah, his it's like a do, it's like kind of a bio yeah, sort it's of like film based on his life. He changed his name for some reason, but he, he it bas- sounds very sim- similar though. Yeah, he's basically a waiter at a bar that he does stand up at, and he realizes that he's kind of at a standstill. So it's not until he kind of gets this kind of unconventional push. <clears throat> That he realizes that he he can really be a comedian and be funny, and he he realizes that what's kind of stopping him is his subject matter, him kind of bringing him more close to home and his issues, his stirring issues in him, is what 
drives his stand-up to get better, which is really cool to see him develop during the course of the movie. I don't think he's the funniest dude in the world. Yeah. Um, but it's something very, man, I hate to use this, very sweet and sincere about him. Like, it just seems very real, and, and that's what makes it very likable. And then you start to realize why he is in the place where he is. It's just a very real... Well, there's a proven success with the with the story. I mean, it was a one-man Broadway show, and then it yeah. was a book. Now it's a film. And it's kind of fun because it, it looks at, I mean, the title, you know, he, he suffers from like a REM sleep disorder where he yeah. kind of is in denial about and doesn't realize that it's an actual issue. And, you know, his girlfriend, family members are all kind of Lauren like... Lauren Ambrose. Yeah. Oh. By the way, great singing voice. Yeah. That moment in the movie when they're yes. singing at their engagement She's, party. I never knew she could too. sing. Um, but yeah, but you know, it kind of forces him to kind of look at, like Ronald said, like to, instead of trying to like pull these like obscure topics out, you know, what's really funny is what he can genuinely relate to and explain from having experience, whether it's the sleeping disorder or his relationship with his fiance or with his family. And, you know, that's kind of where everything starts to pick up for him. And he's driving all of these routes around the country, trying to do these college shows that are quote-unquote on the way to one another and where they're absolutely not like he's losing money in a way to do this you know but it's like you know he gets that sense of accomplishment growth and i thought it's kind of cool i mean i I couldn't help but think of you watching the movie because i know you're trying you know you're in the process of trying to do this comedy thing like trying to make sense out of all the insanity is to make jokes about it yeah and i think stand-up comics are huge right now so understanding that notion of like how do you not just develop the the material but how do you have the balls to get up there and, and be open to the, because yeah. I mean, it sounds like uh, the story, I always, I, I thought it had a lot more to do with his sleepwalking, but it's more and more I hear about the movie. It sounds like it has as much, if not more to do with that whole question of where does your material come from yeah. and, oh, and what in your yeah. life is off limits. I think that, yeah, that stuff's really interesting. His, his jokes, like I, that's kind of a recurring subject is that he, he, He's using his jokes from college, and he's like been out of college for over ten years. Mm-hmm. So it's he's using the same material over and over and over again. He's not really sure about how to write jokes. Um, so I can totally relate, and I just started. So it's it's interesting to see, yeah, to have an idea in your head, and I see, and I and I saw it happen in this movie to have an idea, say it, and then get laughs, or to have an idea, say it, and get nothing. Literally. Right. No one's smiling, no one reacting. And that, to me, is so funny. That's funnier to me than getting what, laughs. What, like watching that happen what? or being it received? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's I, So I, with this... Just as long as you know, it's not as enjoyable for the audience. Right. So what's <laughs> happening to me is like, I'm realizing that, uh, and I always knew this, I don't embarrass as easily as I thought. Like, I in my head, I knew that there were certain things that I just wasn't... I'm like, I can handle that. But mm-hmm. I didn't realize... It it's it has to it has to be an extreme thing to make me like... I'm like, fuck, I want to jump out of a window now. And to see this guy going through that stuff is pretty interesting. And he still loves it. It's, it's something about just getting these thoughts out that are pretty interesting. That's a pretty interesting idea. So Sleepwalk With Me is good. I, I thought it was yeah. a very good movie. I want to see it again. Was, it was solid. Um, it's on demand right now, I think. Yeah. It? It, it actually, I think it's on Netflix. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's you might be Netflix. right. I, I saw I, it on Netflix the other day. Don't you dare shake your head at Netflix. So <laughs> so is The Gray, which I have to admit I'm still curious about. 
I you never saw I it. I watched no. a little bit of it, man. It's pretty solid. Dude, I loved it. It's a, oh, was it that good? Because yeah, I the, really the, you mean Liam Neeson? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. No. It, okay. I'm I so, was surprised by how much I liked that it movie. Looks I like good and it's it, a great movie. It, it's in my list of cuts still for end of the year. Oh, well, really? I, it's the movie that comes out earlier in the year that you look back on when you're looking over lists. Like, there's that movie. I know what it. What was it that was in like the first quarter or first half of the year that I really liked that could make the list? Mm-hmm. That's that film for me. Of twenty. Great. Well, the, oh, the, the trailer had Solid. him squaring off with a giant wolf. With the glass between his fingers, and I yeah. was just like, "I'm on board for for that." But I think from everything I've heard about it, like you can always tell when a movie sounds interesting. It's like mm-hmm. that movie from you could totally imagine that you knew exactly what it was going to be. But everything I heard about it was more interesting than than the movie that I think the trailers kind of tried to that sell. That trailer is cut to get the people that bought tickets to take in right. and see the Right, but it sounds like it's a much more thought-provoking it's, movie. It, it's about survival and death and all this deeper yeah, stuff. It's, yeah, it's... it's it, but no, I really want to see it. Definitely okay. see it, John. It's Joe Carnahan, right? Joe Carnahan. Yeah, I like... I mean, Narc is yeah. still one of my I'll favorite kind of unsung movies Narc, of the last few years. And seriously, it, a five-minute piece of that movie forced two of my friends to leave the theater when we saw it, which is the plane crash scene. Incredible. Mm-hmm. planes i'm petrified of flying yeah and i had to like kind of look away at moments because i was like kind of getting a little like nervous like watching it and and my girlfriend and my friend left the theater and i had to like text them to come back in like because it oh, was wow. it was it's pretty plane, intense man plane stuff is yeah the plane rough. scene is the, the crashing is insane i don't i don't want to like I'm, i apologize if i'm building it up too much but yeah. now that i'm thinking back on that movie and having not seen it in a couple months yeah. I did. I did watch it at some point in the summer, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I, I did." Well, no, my intention movie. was definitely like I. I knew I needed to see it before I made my final call on the year, just because I've seen a few people mentioning it in reference to, and it was kind of like I sort of forgot that. You know, it's, last spring feels like forever ago now. It does for, for some reason. Like, what's well, like you know? Uh, we talked about end of watch a few episodes ago. You'd mentioned it, Ronald. Yeah. And I saw it pop up on a couple top ten lists, mm-hmm. and that film, as well as the Gray, are movies that the studio has actually re-released. At yeah. the end of November, early December, to kind of realign it with people's t- top ten lists, and also with like you know possible award contention, because it really was a pretty well received film. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see them do that more often, because everybody seems to be aware of what you were just talking about, Ronald. The fact that like you 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 just forget they existed. Yeah, it's it's a year is a very long time mm-hmm. movie wise. So many come out. Um, jeez. It's that's the great. It doesn't feel like that came out this year. Yeah, no. especially if it's a movie. If what we were saying before about the kind of early part of the year when they're kind of throwing things out there, if there, if occasionally something ends up there because it's hard to categorize. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And it turns out to be, it like catches. It's yeah. it's always hits. like well then the studio you could imagine they go oh now if we only knew how to market this movie we could have done this so yeah, the re release I could see that being a, a I mean that yeah, seems like that seems like a viable way to handle those those movies that. That need that extra. I mean, I personally don't put a lot of stock into awards as the ultimate, like arbiter of whether a movie was good or not. Sure. But I always think it's strange those movies that don't seem to be part of the conversation simply because the memory only goes back a few months. So Especially true. now that they really do stack the the last two or three months of the year is when every movie that's like supposed to be Oscar bait comes out. Yeah, because like the whole campaign for their awards is built into the marketing for the release of the film. Right. Where these movies that come out earlier in the year, it's like a whole different, you know, when you're talking a studio, it's a whole different budget that has to be set up to repos- you know, reposition it, repush it out. Whether, yeah. Even if it's on DVD already, which both of those films are. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, you're but, right. There's no time for the contact. Like, they can't yeah. put a movie out, see how it does, see if people really think it's that great, and then market it as an yeah. Oscar thing. It's got to be like, it's all part of the... It's a part of the yeah. bundle. Yeah. yeah. 
Did you have? I wanted to throw one more out there. I don't know if you yeah. did you have another film. I saw Liberal Arts, which um, was directed and written by uh, Josh Radner, um, and better known also, as so people that don't as, know his him by name. Um, the guy from How I Met Your Mother, the star of that show, young right? young Bob Saget. Yeah, yeah, young the father. Bob Saget. Also co-starred Zac Efron and uh, Efron and Elizabeth Zephron. Zephron. I, refer to him as. <laughs> I like Zephron. Just save yourself some time. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. So basically, it's a story about a uh, guy that uh, goes back to his alma mater because his professor is retiring. Um, and while he's there at his old college, he uh, meets um, his professor's um, daughter. You're making this up. And falls in love with her. She's significantly younger than him. She's like 20. He's like 35. She is beautiful and young and supple. And he has way more experience. So this was shot in feel vision Yeah. <laughs> so she's very smart and stuff, but she just lacks life experience. So he's fallen in love with this woman that has this, uh, this cult, these cultural references that are very rich and all that stuff, but she just lacks life experience. And um, his interest in her pushes him to better his life and um, has a very unlikely ending. And I, and I thought it was a really cool story. Um, I also like the other movie that he did. Uh, what was it? It's like, thank you. Thank you. Yes, more please. Happy thank you, more please, yeah. which he directed in 2010. And I think he's just a promising director. He's not, he's, you know, he's a young guy. Uh, and he, he can. He's gonna make some more good movies. So, liberal arts. Check it out. I think it's very good. You think he might be the next Zach Braff, <laughs> or the next John Krasinski? <laughs> I think. Give him. Give him like. I'm trying to think of sitcom actors that have directed. Right, movies. right. Give him like four more years. He's gonna do like an incredible 500 Days of Summer like movie. Which then sets him up for uh, the da- downward story. slope turd status, oh, yeah, according to yeah. your when he does the Mark Webb the hate. third remake of uh, Incredible Hulk. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> expect that. The last one I'll mention real quick is uh, the Richard Gere film Arbitrage. Oh, man, I, um, I remember seeing a trailer for it when I saw The Queen of Versailles in, at the Charles Theater downtown. I was like, I need to see this movie. And yeah, I, I, saw I didn't like too. hear about it forever. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it came and went, and I don't even. It, it had a very limited release here in Baltimore. Which I obviously did not see earlier. Well, in the it's an fall. independent movie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wonder because I, I don't remember what it was. I think I was watching Moonlight Kingdom at the Charles, but that's our little art house theater here in town. Yeah. And uh, um, for anyone who listens to this outside of Baltimore, surely yeah. someone, someone, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I saw that trailer. A, it was strange to see a trailer for that movie at the Charles because it didn't look or feel like an indie film. But it was on demand. I think. It was one of those maybe before it was in theaters. It was yeah, already on those, demand or something. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was really surprised by it. Um, actually, it's Lionsgate put the film out, and it's cool that you mentioned the video on demand thing because I was researching it, and uh, what was it? It was like the film. It set a record for the highest grossing day and date release period, like of all time that they've done, <clears throat> where it hits video oh, on really? demand and in you know in the select theaters. You know, this whole new platform that we've talked about a number of times on the podcast. But, um, Which is really kind of exciting that if it's a success for a movie like that, I mean, you know, that movie did not really make a dent in the sort of commercial landscape as far as awareness. I didn't, I didn't 
Not that I could tell. So the yeah, fact I mean, that it was a success. And that and that that's what's really interesting about it because you don't like can you peg that movie that will be a success on that platform of release? You know what I mean? Like maybe it's not the type of film that would be successful. Maybe it's the fact that it's just accessible at all. Mm-hmm. You know on demand or the fact that Richard, you know, it has a, a star attached to it. Cause there's been films like with Kevin Spacey, you know, films that have like an, uh, a recognizable name where people either seek their work out or just hear about it through publicity, you know, and, and media outlets that that's what actually helps promote more than the actual, I guess the campaign that a studio might do for a small film. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it was, it was like, I forget what it did. It did like 31 million to date, which is really big for a small film like this. Yeah. I'm not sure what the budget was. I wasn't able to find that, but um, it's the first feature-length film from Nicholas Jarecki, who's done some uh, he's done some shorts and documentaries over the years. I know he had a hand in the Tyson documentary a couple years ago, which I actually really liked. I really liked that. But um, it's basically just the story of of this billionaire um, who is in the process of both a sale of his company, where he's kind of hiding this uh, this book cooking activity that's going on behind the scenes that his daughter, who's is one of his chief financial advisors, doesn't know about. And just trying to make sure that this sale happens so that he can get out mm-hmm. before something crumbles. And then also on a more personal, smaller scale, uh, he's he's having this affair with this woman. And you know, one night when they're together, he falls asleep while driving, and and actually she she dies. I mean, you see this in the trailer. I'm not ruining anything. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's him being so desperate to cover it up. You know, he's covering up this thing on the financial side, this business corporate greed. And then you see this smaller more emotional mental game that he's playing with this, you know, this loss of a life and him covering that up. Mm -hmm. And you see many layers of how selfish this gentleman is and, you know, how it plays into his family's dealings and, and the the loyalty that his family members have to him and vice versa. And also his corporate dealings with his coworkers and the people that are actually trying to buy his company. Um, Really great performance by Richard Gere. Susan Sarandon's also in it. She's a smaller role, but I mean, she's pretty effective. Um, Britt Marling, who I, I know that you're a fan of, yeah. um, from like Sound of My Voice, um, she's in it as well as his mm-hmm. daughter. Um, just a really cool movie. I, I think the great thing about trying to watch all these movies at this point in the year is that I'm removed from them a little bit, even though I wish I would have seen them when they came out. Like I've almost forgotten about them a little bit, so I mm-hmm. forget what my expectations were. And that really is great for me because sometimes I'm guilty of overhyping a film, which I, I worry that I've done for you with like Silver Linings or something like that. Yeah. No, I mean... I think that uh, it's good to get excited, Steve. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> regret it at all. But I'm guilty <laughs> good. of it. I'm aware of it. Yes. But I mean, it's cool, though, because I see films like this, and it's like I knew I really wanted to see it, and it just like caught my eye when I saw the trailer. But I mean, it's like it's so it, – it, I don't know that it's a small film. This is totally a film that a studio could have probably got their hands on and made a production out of and mm-hmm. put it out. It's almost like – it feels almost like a Wall Street yeah. you know, on a small scale kind of like movie, it. especially when you're talking about the, the greed factor. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, you know, again, I'm not, I don't know that I'm a huge fan of Richard Gere, but I, I'd probably say this is probably one of my favorite movies that he's been in. Mm-hmm. And, and his performance is probably one of my favorite performances he's had. Um, just kind of creepy. You almost root for him at times. Um, even though what he's doing in a lot of scenes is horrible, but there's just some likability to him. Yeah. And in how he explains why he's doing what he's doing, you're like, well, that, that, maybe that does make sense or something <laughs> like that. Like, am I that much of an asshole that to agree with him? But. Mm. Um, but yes. yeah, I would, yeah, I, the answer is yes, obviously, but, um, but I would definitely recommend arbitrage. I feel like we're recommending all these movies. Like we don't like any, we don't not like anything anymore. Um, I mean, just lucky enough to see some good. That's ones. true, man. I mean, the fact that these are popping up, like these screeners that we get, or we see them on demand, yeah. it's like, 
there are movies that are hitting the conversation again because they're movies that need to be seen before the end of the year yeah. to be talking about conversations for favorite films and whatnot. And a lot of the films that I've seen in the past week, uh, I know that a couple of them are going to definitely pop up on my you know end of year list. So Arbitrage is, like I said, it's on video on demand and uh, it may still be select theaters. I doubt it, but it should be hitting home video soon as well. Definitely a, a, a nice uh, thriller, mystery Oh, Tim Roth is in it as well. Really? As a detective kind of pursuing Richard Gere's character. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. Arbitrage. Cool. Yeah. That kind of that's kind of where we're at with what we've seen, right? I mean, I know yeah. we're gonna I haven't yeah. seen anything else. Cool. So we'll transition into uh that kind of is just like what we've been trying to see before the end of this year. But looking into the early part of next year. We kind of just tried to chunk off the first quarter so we didn't get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. And also because that's the, really what a lot of trailers are available for right now right. to see what we can maybe have an interest in beyond what's written on a page or something like that. Yeah, so up through about April or so, these are going to be the movies that we think either look the most promising or maybe if we feel the need to, we might mention a movie that we thought sounded promising. But now that we've seen a trailer, it doesn't. I don't know. I haven't. There's there's I, the one thing that we've been kind of alluding to already is that this time of year is when a lot of. A lot of stuff that's been pushed back or stuff that's been sitting on the shelf for a while kind of ends up getting released now. Um, and I do think that changes a little bit. You can't quite say that any movie that comes out at this time of year is is being dumped. But it 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 is sometimes kind of hard to tell sometimes why a certain movie doesn't really get a good push when you look at the cast or you look at the director. And then if it comes out on, you know, mid-January, your natural assumption is just uh, maybe it didn't, you know, maybe these elements didn't come together to be... Yeah. A good movie. So, anything in January in particular that you guys are? I mean, the hot one to see? the one thing in January that I have on my list is one that we've talked about plenty of times, which is one of my bah humbug moments of the year: to finally be able to see Gangster Squad. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else can be said about it. The trailer's been out there forever. I'm very anxious to see how they've reshot the movie theater scene, which is now just I think in Chinatown. Um, Ryan Gosling, Josh Brolin, Sean Penn, Anthony Mackie, Giovanni Ribisi, just awesome cast. Reuven Fleischer directed it. Um, anticipation's been up for me ever since I saw the first trailer or even read about the film's premise. Um, I'm anxious to see a new gangster film that I absolutely love. Mm. Um, I've seen some over the course of my life that weren't really of my generation, and it, I would love to see one that I might be able to deem that. I don't know that that's this, that that's this movie, but I mean, with that much talent and that, and I think capable hands, um, you know, I would be highly disappointed in this film if it didn't at least really like it. But, you know, that comes out, I think, January 11th. Um, finally. Anything you guys got for January besides um, that? I don't, I don't know if it's not, an, I don't know if it's anticipated so much, so much as it's just been kind of, the trailer for the Hansel and Gretel movie looks terrible. But I do want to see it for some reason. I don't understand why Jeremy Renner would participate in such a, a well, I think you also look at when he participated. Yeah, I in think it. that movie was probably shot right. before that, that's he, been canned for. Locker yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, crested. it looks very, very like like it was shot years ago almost. Yeah. Like, and that's also what's her name, Jenna Atherton? Is that her Gemma Archer Archerton or something like that? I'll just I'm she's <laughs> I call her Jenna Atherton. That works. <laughs> no, um, I don't know who, but she annoyed the crap out of me because she was the voiceover of. Uh, did you see the Clash of the Titans? Remake. Yeah, yeah. She was the person who did the voiceover of that, and every time she said Zeus, she said Zeus, <laughs> and I couldn't tell what kind of accent she. Zeus. Did you guys ever see the disappearance of Alice Creed? No. Mm -hmm. Little like British, like uh, I remember hearing caper about it, mysteries. But, yeah. She's in that with uh, 
uh, that was actually actually was really cool. Was it? I mean, I, I don't know much about her, and besides the, the Titans films, but yeah, she's in that. She's she plays Alice Creed, but cool little whodunit, like twist and turning kind of film. I'd check it out if I were you. But yeah, this movie just looks like a a, a CGI infested mess. <laughs> but it does. but we will but see for whatever it. reason, I'll probably see it. Ronald's see it. curious about. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll check it out. I mean, I'm down to check well, it out. Why would he participate in such a movie? But well, the, the movie that I am sort of like, why am I interested in it? That comes out in January, but I still intend to see it. Is Mama. Uh, I, it it just looks like I mean it's the, this is the Guillermo yeah the one he presents it, but the, doesn't direct the PG thirteenness of it is the the most just the most distracting thing it's like okay well knowing yeah. it's PG thirteen means I know exactly what movie it is because there's been a slew of those PG thirteen horror films I'm gonna ask you a question but I think the concept of the sort of feral kids being brought into the home and what the problems might be. But it looks like it. It looks like it devolves completely into into like a CGI monster. Should he keep stamping these shitty movies? I feel like Guillermo del Toro presents has become like the. It it has it has that though. Yeah, I, I feel like that. Yeah, Eli Roth does that. He doesn't have to do it though. I don't know. Why. I, 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 I just yeah, I, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I'm just saying like it, it's something they do just to help get filmmakers a shot. I think that a lot of times it makes you think, okay, well, maybe this movie, remi- like the, the old in the old days, the Steven Spielberg presents thing, it would yeah. be like this is a movie that Steven Spielberg would have directed if he weren't busy making the next blockbuster. So the, there's a certain kind of like a story by credit I can understand or, or produced by, but when it's really just the name is on it and yeah. it almost seems like the name got slapped on as an afterthought to the movie, that is a little strange. The, pro- the problem is to the layman, this happens a lot with a lot of conversations I have just in passing. People legitimately think that the name attached to it did the yeah. movie. So that's, I think that's what they want. Like in a weird way, they want that ignorance. That's intentional. Yeah. They Ugh. want people to buy a ticket basically, but that can be a bad sign too, that, you know, if they're really pushing that aspect yeah, of it, they're just trying to, I didn't say the movie looked good. I just said this is a movie that looks bad, but I'll probably end up oh, seeing yeah, it anyway. Is all I'm, what I'm getting at. Also, Jessica Chastain looks looks hot with the so with this, the dyed black hair. So this is why I know that movie will be bad. All right, this is because they have because of everything about it that we know. They so have far. strategically released this film mm-hmm. at the peak of Zero Dark Thirty's success. I bet you. So mm. it has come out in by this time in January. Mm. It has gotten nominations by then. She's getting a nomination for Best Actress. Oh, weird. She's in this movie Mama, too. I got to see this. Yeah. Uh, Literally, like, that's why. This movie's been ready for a while. Why would you not release this film? Like, they've been trailering this through the Halloween, you know, that that season. Why Why is that film not coming out? That's a good point, because, so it's like, this is... They piggyback on the success of one film, This is to studio. Jessica Chastain what, uh, what the Hansel and Gretel is to Jeremy Renner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, honestly, that that's all I've been thinking about once I saw when this movie was coming out is Gotta that piggyback they see when she's going to be peaking, and mm-hmm. that's like okay, we need to we need to ride that publicity, and because you know that people are going to be asking her about this other film mm-hmm. in all her interviews, and that's coming out like the week or two after this, you know, Zero Dark Thirty hits its widest release, and they're going to be mentioning that film in every interview, so that's just like free publicity. So yeah, that's the way it works, and that and that usually is a sign that the movie is not going to be very good, or at the very least that that's the 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 people behind the movie feel like that's the best shot they have. Yeah, that, just that's striking while the iron is hot. That's it with the particular actor. That's exactly actress. it, John. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So what we're looking at with January, I would say that it looks pretty much like this theory about the dumping ground is pretty 
pretty well, it holds. well intact. It holds. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a couple other movies that I, c- I can't really say I'm excited about, but I'm curious about in January. I thought movie 43, um, my mind is open to the notion of that having some funny segments in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, there's a movie that I've I've heard about a little bit on the kind of festival circuit. Um, and da, 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 what, oh, John dies at the end. I don't know if you know anything no. about that one. Wow, yeah. I don't even know what to think about that movie. The, 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 everything I heard about it, I was kind of intrigued. The trailers look about half super cheesy and half kind of fun. It's really hard to tell with with a movie like that because this does look like a kind of, it's like a supernatural, uh, uh, it's a little bit of a spoof. It's Don Coscarelli, the guy who directed the Phantasm movies and more recently is well known for Bubba Hotep. Right. So he's got... I like Bubba Hotep. Well, in, in the sense that it's, he's coming off Bubba Hotep, it makes you think, okay, maybe he's bringing some of that kind of... It's it's like a B-movie that's made really well for a B-movie but doesn't try to reach beyond that. John Dies at the End actually has a similar vibe to it. Mm. I feel like from the trailer, I'm already tired of the two leads, Um but uh, aside from that, it's got Paul Giamatti looking like he's having some fun in it. And the general premise of the movie sounds like it's open to some kind of cool ideas. So based on the trailers, hard to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if John dies at the end. Turns out to be a, a fun movie. You wouldn't be surprised if John dies at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it's just something about that name. I like yeah, the first part of the cool name a name. lot. And then as it goes on, I get more kind of afraid. And like John Tucker must die. Yeah. Sort of. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that title. It's such a cool title. Uh, I want to see that... Um, Local director wise, um, the movie Love. Love, yeah, with the common. Yeah, yeah. Um, my sister saw that at the Maryland Film Festival and loved it. Um, it's been getting pretty good reviews, so I want to check that out. I think Common's a pretty good actor. He's good. the The trailer for that really makes it look. It's one of those where you can't tell if the trailer was edited in kind of a cheesy way or if the movie's yeah, a little cheesy. It is, but it is a little weird. Content wise, mm-hmm. I can tell that's a story that is going to get to me emotionally because it's got that whole. It's got that whole, like, who are your real heroes thing, which I yeah. think is fascinating. It's like the the role models that you're given as a kid, like, what does it really mean to be a hero? What does it really mean to inspire somebody and to be a role model? Yeah. And, and it, that that part of it, I think, looks really interesting. It looks like it might be emotionally really involving. Yeah. But a lot of times with dramas, they're hard to sell, you know? So yeah. you know I, what I'm saying? Sometimes dramas absolutely. don't make for the most exciting trailers. Yeah. I, I rarely see a drama and say, I'm going to see that before I see the action film that comes on after that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. No, it's don't. true that you're, it's like we're all smart enough to know that those types of films can often be the best films. Yeah. But the movies that you get jazzed about and that you end up anticipating are usually the tentpole movies. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <clears throat> so, January looks like, you know, a bit of a wash, but that's just great. It'll give us time to catch up on some of the movies we haven't seen in 2012. What about February? I see one right on the first that. That I'm, I'm at least highly curious What's about. That? Warm Bodies. Oh, yeah. That looks really fun. I'm interested to see it only because I, I, w- I really liked 50-50, which is from the same writer. Mm-hmm. And I think that he directed this one, too. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's kind of a fun story. I mean, zombies are hot right now. I think so we're all... I, I, would say, I would say they're becoming... They've moved beyond hot into... They're like room temperature now. Are you I think? think? I, think, I, think so. I think... I'm. I just... Well, maybe it's... Let's maybe, look at this, John. When does Walking Dead come back on the air? Maybe it's when a... Uh, February? February. Uh, when does this come out? Yeah. February. Uh, right Coincidence? <laughs> nope. Um, it's another one of those... Uh, my big complaint is... The trailer tells the story. It truly is a movie where you watch the trailer and you say, oh, I wonder what happens in that movie. Yeah, sure. You can kind of imagine the arc. However, the first thought I had a, a few years ago whenever all the zombie stuff was happening was, oh, someone ought to do one from the zombie's point of view. Like to actually see what it's like to be amongst a bunch of zombies and to kind of get into the mental 
capacity. And it looks like this movie's idea of what zombies are might be a specific kind of zombie that can that can like regenerate or come back from being a zombie, you know, and all that starts to sound a little like silly in a sense, but uh just that notion of getting to sort of get inside the head of of a zombie to me that yeah. that's enough to yeah, to, no, to make that... me curious. And also the trailer just looks fun. I mean, yeah, it just looks like agree. it's got good humor in it. But as far as the zombie craze, I felt like it's almost strange to me that like Zombieland came out when two years ago. Oh, more than that. And two or three. So and yeah. that and that felt like it was putting the cap on the yeah. zombie craze for a little while. So it's strange to me that it's that you know it, the zombie craze just keeps on wandering the countryside looking for brains to eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, February. What else? The week after that, there's two comedies that come out that I actually am look, looking forward to. One is Identity Thief. Yes, uh, with uh, Melissa McCarthy and Jason Bateman. Uh, directed by Seth Gordon, who did Horrible Bosses and King of King of Kong, King of Fistful Kong. of Quarters. Mm-hmm. Awesome documentary. Yeah, um, I also kind of liked Horrible Bosses. Didn't love it, but it was yeah. pretty funny. Um, but I absolutely love Melissa McCarthy. Um, and there's another film that she has coming out in, in this year, in in this quarter of the year that I w- that I'm going to mention later. Mm. I, I pretty much just watch whatever she does. Yeah. I'm just curious to see what she does next. Yeah. I'm waiting. Like, there's a moment where you're like sensing this star. Rising, and you're mm-hmm. like, what film? I mean, Bridesmaids obviously kind of got her going, and she's on that mm-hmm. TV show, Mike and Molly. Right. You know, like, what is it that cements her as, like, a true comedy star? Well, this is positioned, if we look at her trajectory, as kind of com- compared to the Zach Galifianakis trajectory, which I think is valid, because Bridesmaids and Hangover mm-hmm. both had this sure. one performance that everyone came out of the movie talking about, yep. you know? Yep. Um, this is her due date, so... okay. Is the question right, is now right. that we know who she is, can she kind of carry a movie? And I know you don't have very good feelings towards Jason Bateman, but I've always really enjoyed him. I think He's his okay. comic timing is just perfect, and his dry wit is just when it's got like like on Arrested Development, where the script is really sharp. Oh yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He's, he's good in that. I don't know that he's ever done anything in the movies he's done that's quite matched the brilliance so of just one episode of that show. But I always hold out hope for him in this sure. movie. You know, it looks like he's looks like he's having as much fun kind of twisting his comic persona as she is. So yeah, I I, I have that on my list of I know I'm going to see it and I hope it's funny. Yeah, but I feel like it could be one of those comedies that if it gets close up to seeing it, and I've heard lukewarm things about it, I may never get around to yeah. seeing it. But I I think that the movie that I'm I'm looking forward to is a glimpse inside the mind of Charlie Swan. Because what the fuck is it? You know, like Roman Coppola. It just looks so I know I know this is so weird. I already know it's going to be one of my top movies. What? Wait. How can you know that? It looks this like is, such a mess. This is what, what I this is why I know. It's it's Where's that guitar with the sounds on it? Jason Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> I need one. Jason what? Schwartzman. The tone of it. And he Ugh. co-writes all of what's the name's movies? Uh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson's Anderson. movies. It's the same tone as his. Movie. I will admit that if it were anyone like other it. than Charlie Sheen in it, that's the problem. I would feel I would not be like because of Charlie Sheen. I'm leaning towards Steve's reaction of how could this movie really be that good? But if it were someone, if it were Sam Rockwell or someone like that, I don't think I'm, it's, I'd be it, on that, board. That's 100%. I don't think it's gonna. St- I don't think it's gonna start. I think Charlie Sheen is a small factor. I feel like he's the main he's, character. He's the guy, dude. I think that. It's but all I mean, him. but before he became and Charlie I, I don't Sheen, think he's bad before he became Charlie Charlie. Sheen, the publicity train wreck, he was Charlie Sheen, the actor. And let's try to remember a day when Charlie Sheen was just an actor. Wasn't in. I, so I, you know, I, I try to keep an open mind, but it, it looks, yeah, it looks Nike like a very gun thirty three and a third. Yeah. Well, he was the um, hot no, shots guy. Hot shots part deux. Yeah, part deux. When he kicked the guy in the balls, and his balls came. I out. think of Major League. 
and men at work yeah. with his you, brother. People, people, people can reinvent themselves. Look, I'm at, not against him reinventing. Himself. I just think the trailer was I, no interest. For it me. looked so good to me. I know it's gonna. I know it. Like I it know makes it. Me concerned that you're on drugs. Know you know, it. I'm sort of. I'm. That's how my brain works. Like I love I remember, those types of movies. Man. Yeah, I remember my exact feeling while watching that trailer to be kind of like, uh, I don't know, like because it's like it's got so many of the elements of a movie that I would love. I felt the same way when I saw but Moonrise it, Kingdom. I was like, God, I gotta see this movie. Right yeah, but now. I, I I had that feeling watching that trailer too. I don't. I mean, I feel like this trailer just looks like it's like what. I almost feel like it's intentionally what you just went after. It almost after. looks like they went out and shot it in a weekend or something. Too. There's yeah. something that just looks so loosey-goosey so about it. But I like I, again, that, what can that I doesn't mean it's my bad. involvement with a Wes Anderson movie feels, to make Ronald want to see this film. Feels, That's what the trailer is. It feels like a very, like, uh, what was it? Shitty? No, just random. I'm gonna, I'm, that's, my, that's my film. Like, last year we had Ghost Rider 2. No. This year, it's this, this no. film. No, it's just different. I think it's going to be good. All right, but I hope you like it, though. But well, I mean, the same day... I'm going to fucking see it. How about I that? Ho- I hope you fucking the do. The same day that A Glimpse Inside <laughs> the Mind of Charles Schwann, the, the third, comes out. Also, Identity Thief comes out. And Side Effects comes out, right. which is the Soderbergh kind of prescription drug thriller. For side that effects. actually... That, tra- that trailer for that got to me. I don't know. Something Hold about, on. That's the one with... Uh, uh, it's Jude Law. Jude Law, yes. Okay, I did Channing see that. Jane Tatum's in that as well. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But, but that looks good. I mean, it's it like... It does look good. Who's looks, the girl in it? Is it... Um, um, Catherine Zeta-Jones is Mara. Rooney Mara. I'll say Numi Rapace, the other girl. Yeah, right. Rooney Mara. Yeah. yeah. I know. I get those two actresses Rooney confused too. just because... Yep. Just because the two movies were so similar in a way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She looks weird with hair, though. I know. Like, she, I, <laughs> I know. She needs to have her eyebrows shaved off and several facial piercings. Now you look normal. Right, it's very strange. And she also looks strange in uh, Sherlock Holmes. But she's played the gypsy. Okay, you're talking you're about... You're talking about Numi Rapace. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> you just did what we just said happened. happened yeah. again. Oh, God. Boy, Rooney Mara in that uh, in that C-section scene in uh, C-section Prometheus. In Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> she has the greatest legs, by the way. The joke was I was talking about Numi Rapace. Who was God like, oh, I gotcha. Again, I, I'll never be able to tell those two yeah. apart now. But side effects looks like... You know, it makes it. When I saw the the trailer for Side Effects, I just thought, "Oh yeah, I never did see a Contagion." You know, which I don't know yeah. if it was good or bad. But, I really like, but Contagion. but Soderbergh uh, makes pretty good movies, and he puts them out pretty rapidly. Quick. And I don't know, there's something he makes really quick too. And he's like one of the few directors you really hear about. Like he's filming most. I mean, I think he does all of his own shooting or most of his own shoot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's amazing, and I yeah. think that like there's always the possibility that one of his movies will kind of leave you cold. But there's also always the possibility that it will be some amazingly well-made, well-acted, mm-hmm. intelligent piece of of cinema. So in that sense, to me, side effects looks like there's a twist or a plot or something that the trailer is hinting at, but not telling us. And therefore, I'm I'm that much more on board for it. Yeah. Another comedy coming out that day. I don't. It's probably gonna be a limited release, but it's, I give it a year. Which um, I thought the trailer was really great. It's a new working titles film, British comedy um, with Anna Faris, Rose Byrne, Simon Baker. Mini Driver, pretty much anybody else that's been in some of those uh, working title films, but the uh, Stephen Merchant's also in it. Mm-hmm. Just a really fun the trailer. I thought was hilarious. Just kind of about uh, you know, it's basically once you get married, what happens after that, you know? And I don't know. I just think I, I like most of the films that, that 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 production company puts out. Like those something about that British humor and like, or at least their brand of it, and and I guess the the cast that they're able to put together usually deliver for me. And you know, if the trailer for that's any if it's any indicator, I feel like it's going to be another one of their films that I'm, that I'm a fan of. But that comes out the same day as Identity Thief. So um, so I guess another 
switching genres in, in February. Um, I feel weird saying that I kind of want to see this movie because I knew nothing about it prior to like, uh, honestly, I feel like I saw the trailer when I saw Twilight, but it's uh, Beautiful Creatures. Have you guys heard about this film? No, no. Um, it's like a supernatural. It's kind of, I mean, it's pretty much the next, their attempt at like another Twilight or Hunger Games, like a franchise for tweens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, something about it like reminds me a lot of Star Wars. Like it's like basically about like a like a, I think it's witches pretty much. Mm-hmm. But um, I did see the trailer. For Jeremy that. Irons in it. Viola Davis is, uh, Emmy Rossum. Yeah, Emmy Rossum. Yeah, Emma Thompson. Like pretty good cast, you mm-hmm. know. And um, it's basically about this girl who's coming to a point in her life at at an age where she either goes to the dark side or the light side, and you know fights the the winning you know fights for good or fights for evil. Just kind of a cool trailer. Um, mm-hmm. I like pretty much everybody that I just mentioned by name. And uh, I feel like it's like another one of those book series where you're like, there's something that caught on with the book. Yeah. Can they adapt it for the screen and make another thing for it? Because, you know, you're kind of looking for that. I was never a fan of Twilight. I kind of liked Hunger Games. Didn't love it. But um, I'm always up for checking these types of event films out if it, if it could be that. And like I said, it reminds me a lot of Star Wars, like especially the trailer, a lot of the imagery and um, you kind of see that there's something underneath about, I guess, what this girl's relation to certain people in the film are that they don't really tell you in the trailer. Yeah. That looks kind of cool to me. So, I mean, it's kind of like the random one that I want to see in February. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Beautiful Creatures comes out, I think, on the 13th. February, what's... I I don't see anything else in February that I'm really interested in. Um, I also had I also had Dark Skies. Uh, the one with uh, Carrie Russell. Yeah, and uh, uh, what's his name? Josh Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, any pretty much anything with an alien, I'd probably watch. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna draw that out, but see, I think that to me went in the same bucket as Mama in just the sense of okay, here is a looks like kind of cookie cutter recent horror, but with decent actors. And there's a yeah. couple of images in the trailer that made me go, all right, maybe yeah, so. You know, and you never know with that type of movie, if yeah. it's going to be just a rehash or if there actually is something unique about it. Because usually those movies are pretty well marketed. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Usually those yeah. trailers are put together pretty well, Yeah, but it's almost like there's a, there's almost like a rhythm to the way they're put together. But the one thing that st- sticks with me from that one is just the scene where she finds her husband out in the backyard and he's just standing around. there and his mouth is just agape, like he's in shock or something. To me, there's something so like, ugh, about that. Like, that it could se- be goofy, but it, instead it's really creepy. That scene, the scene where the birds are flying into the glass, yeah. and there's a scene where she's like banging her head against the do- like the yeah. sliding glass door, and just a look on her face, mm-hmm. like creepy like just a blank like well plus jk simmons is in that yeah and something about him being i don't know certain certain actors in that type of fair makes you go oh well either this is just this actor having fun or there was something about this script that that really i feel like he's the vincent d'onofrio of this film yeah maybe so from sinister yeah (laughs) he kind of just pops up to explain to us what's happening right hopefully not (laughs) i kind of still want to see that i'm down what sinister yeah i check it out it's it's not bad I, I didn't. I didn't hate it. When you guys, it let me down. It let me down, though. I want to sit behind you and just talk nonstop. Yeah, about I saw it. it with Percy. Don't yeah. forget. So <laughs> oh, we saw yeah. it with Percy. Are you gonna see Die Hard? You know, yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I did not. You know, it's I, not on my list. I didn't put it on my list. Yeah. And I even included. Can't say that I even I included Oz the Great and Powerful, and I didn't include Die Hard. So that tells you. Yeah, Oz. Oz is the next one. Yeah, if, that's if, if we're gonna move to March, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at in March. It's it's interesting though because. Oh man, I don't know. Like the the more I see of 
footage from it and then like the marketing material for it. I, I can't decide whether or not I'm genuinely interested in seeing it or not. Yeah. Well, I think, I think if Sam Raimi's name wasn't on it, my, my feeling would be that it looks a lot like Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Done. However, knowing that it's Sam Raimi and also when I was a kid, I really loved the Oz book. So I do have this sort of affection for that world beyond just the, the, the classic film, the wizard of Oz, you know? Sure, so sure. in that sense, like I'm, I, when I was a kid, that movie Return to Oz came out and I remember yeah. enjoying certain aspects of that. Um, so yeah, I'm open to the notion that someone is going to kind of a, approach that world because one of the cool things about the books was that Dorothy was really only the main character of the first few and then you get more and more into the characters of Oz and you know like the the story of the movie Wizard of Oz is all about Dorothy going to Oz and coming back and it Mm -hmm. seems like it was all a dream but the books get much more into this involved history of this different land even though it's all very kind of whimsical and for kids there was like a real you know, there've been like wars in Oz and there've been different kings and this whole history there. Oh, wow. So in yeah, that cool. sense, the notion that they're going to introduce the concept of the the wizard character and sort of show his origin. I mean, in one case, it's another, another prequel origin story approach, it does but, like but there's a lot of room within that world of Oz to play around. Yeah. And there's a lot of crazy characters that aren't the, you know, the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Lion yeah. and the Wicked Witch. Um, so it's tough to know, like whether this movie, almost like with the Planet of the Apes uh, movie, the way it both served the more recent one, the way it served as kind of an introduction to a new story, mm. but it was also a throwback for people that liked the other movies. I'm wondering how much this this movie is is fueled by nostalgia for the movie version of Wizard of Oz, and how much it's coming from, you know, like I said, trying to wedge more material from the books into a movie. You know, James Franco is seems to me the right kind of actor to make this kind of strange part work. So it really is just down to the script because yeah. there's really nothing wrong with the casting in this movie. It does look really uh, like one of those overdone CGI fests. But it again, does. if there was ever a story that kind of allows for that, it's a story that takes place in a oh, kind of magical land. So, yeah, jury is totally still out. On yeah. it. But, you know, there are things that would make it look... There are things that would make it more of a sure bet, and one of those would be if it didn't look sort of familiar to you from all these recent, you know, car- it looks cartoon exactly movies. Like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, except yeah, like before the storm clouds rolled in, it looks like that movie before the storm clouds yeah. rolled yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Does so, anybody want to see Flintstones, aka the Crudes? No, I, I want to see that. I guarantee you, I will see it because I have a child that will probably want to see it. Because I saw Ice Age four in the theater, and if I see that, that means I'll see anything. I don't think I could sit through Ice Age. I, I could never have. Of, of the recent animated movies, you know, Madagascar 3 was surprisingly funny, and Ice Age 4 was perhaps unsurprisingly, but Ice Age really has... bad. And I feel like Crude is in that, Crude looks like it's in the, <laughs> looks like it's in that vein of like, I just don't think I like the character design in that. I think that's just one where looking at the characters weirds me Just out. harsh on the eyes? Yeah, they're just ugly. Yeah. I don't like ugly people, Ronald. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hear you. We just lost all our ugly fans. <laughs> like, I can't do this. How dare he? like monsters, severely. G.I. <laughs> Joe, is anybody going to... I have no desire to see that movie. Uh, I have no desire, but I want the part... I want the, my inner child to be so healthy that I want to see that movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, so I, w- I wish that I could believe... It's almost like when, you know, like when the Transformers movies came out and they were so... 
not you know just not my cup of tea. Yeah, just bleh. My inner ten year old that would have loved to have seen those movies was set, mad at me for not being more excited about it. Right, I kind of right. feel like this looks sort of like that. Like GI Joe should be interesting to me, but like what what's a bad sign to me is that the money shot in the trailer is badly say. badly green screen. Talk about the the Bruce Willis scene. Bruce, where he's Bruce like Willis in, the back, in the back of the truck looks like his face was like computer grafted yeah. onto a stuntman or something. It looks bad. It just looks bad. And it's like that's the shot that's supposed to be the oh it's on now of the trailer, you know? <laughs> this is gonna be bad. Yeah. Well I mean it's like it's really that movie wasn't wasn't gonna be good anyway and no. then it got held back by six months. You know what I mean? That wasn't even like a prestige movie that got held back like right. um like what were we talking about? Great Gatsby. Like so, this is a movie that no one had any expectations of, and it got held back. So bad sign. Yeah, it's gonna be really bad. Um, what about April? April looks like. Hold uh, on, hold on, real quick. March. March? Had a couple there more. Something in March. I had admission. Yeah. Paul Weiss film with yeah. Tina Fey and Paul Rudd. No, I didn't Lily see that. Lily Tomlin. Yeah, I'm interested in that for sure. I didn't see uh, that. She plays like an admissions counselor at like some uh, college, Princeton, oh. I think, who goes to this like. Uh, is it a commune or is it like a school for for boys? I don't know. Yeah, she gave a kid up for adoption or yeah, something. Yeah, and Paul Rudd plays like this uh, this uh, counselor at a. I think she went to college with him, and and he brings her there to recruit this kid and to kind of basically he show thinks he's found the kid that that, that is she gave up that she gave up. Oh, right? okay. And so it's all about what and you know who's she, the kid. I don't know who's playing. Not who play, N- Nat Wolf is his name. Oh, I think. Okay. Is but it's supposed to be as a, like a, a movie about parenting as much as it is a romance, which I always like when movies kind of have the, like you know some kind of a balance. Like it doesn't seem like it's just a rom com, mm-hmm. but I think Paul Rudd and uh, and Tina Fey in a romantic comedy in and of itself, like that's you know I'm I'm, I'm on there. board for that. Yeah, right watch that. And the fact that it's got a little something else going on, you know, the fact that she's kind of playing like maybe something a little bit familiar, kind of a, a a career woman who's who's looking at her life options and how to have a more fulfilling life. I mean that sounds a little familiar and a little obvious, but I don't I don't sense those people getting together and doing something that's not at least, you know Yeah. Like, like smarter Paul than Rudd. the average Roman comedy. Yeah, I like and Paul. And also the the place behind the pines. Did you guys see the trailer for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah the Derek C in France, the guy yeah. that did Blue Valentine. It looks, looks awesome. I think the trailer looks is intense awesome. too. Yeah. It looks like one of those movies that, like, uh, you know how some movies are like, it, it could be a happy ending, but this doesn't look like it'll have, whatever uh, it is, it's going to be dark. The, what, what I what I like most it. from it, like, and you only see a glimpse of it in the in the trailer, is that it, it's like a multi-generational film. Yeah. Like, it, it deals a lot with consequences of, like, what Ryan Gosling and, and Bradley Cooper's in it as well. Yeah. What their actions and how it trickles down to their children. And actually, uh, the guy from, uh, what's it called? The guy from oh my god the superhero, the, the high school kids, Chronicle um, Chronicle like the the bad guy from Chronicle oh yeah he yeah. plays one of the sons and I mean gotcha. like seeing them really quickly in the trailer I think it's just kind of cool I'm interested to see how that scope is covered in in, in the generations Looks and good man. like it's a basically Ryan Gosling's character pulls these heists to help pay for this son that he found out that he had and and Bradley Funny. Cooper is just like eager to succeed cop and also Ray Liotta's in it and you get a sense that there's like some corruption or something like that and it's like Bradley Cooper, who I thought was great in Silver Linings, maybe this is another really strong film in his. Yeah. I remember reading about this one, but when I read about it, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I don't think there was a trailer out yet. Yeah, it just came, the trailer just came out like a, like a, this earlier Strange. last week. I thought it was going to be the. This is so weird. When I saw the poster, I thought it was going to be the drive 
follow-up that's supposed to be coming it out. It kind of talks, I mean, it kind of like looks and reads and feels like a yeah. like drive. The poster. In, points the, in the film. Yes, I wasn't sure. Yeah, it looks it looks good, though. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. It's smaller. I don't know what the release pattern is, but it comes out at the end of the month. Speaking of um, movies that are, uh, you know, bumped back, and this is not a movie that I'm even suggesting looks good, but just mm-hmm. a moment of mourning for Brian Singer's career, that Jack the Giant Slayer. What is up with Jack the Giant Slayer? What? I mean, that, you know, that just, I, I know you guys seem uncomfortable. You guys yeah, seem uncomfortable yeah. just at the mention of it, but it, it just, just looks, it doesn't even look like it's that horrible. It just looks like, it, it also feels like a throwback. Like it feels like yeah. a movie people would have been excited to see 10 years ago or something. But now that we, we take all these effects for granted, I just mm-hmm. don't know that. And I just don't know that the Beanstalk story is one that you can really get people too invested in as far as like feeling like it could really be, you know, I don't know. It it's going to be, it's not going to work. It's, yeah. It's, not gonna it's like work. that mixture of kind of whimsical and fairy tale with like trying to be an action movie. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. Mm. I just remember when the trailer, like they briefly put out a trailer last year mm. and then they pulled it and then it got pushed back almost a year. So, but, Brian's, but Brian Singer's supposed to be on the next X-Men movie now. So obviously he's, you know, he's still kicking, but I almost feel like he and M Knight have a similar uh, problem where, they just their name doesn't really mean they're a net recognizable name that doesn't really mean anything good to anyone anymore. So true, that's you know. A, that's very Hopefully true. it will. Maybe with this, maybe it'll be great, but it probably <laughs> won't. Nah, probably won't be. Um, no, that's good with no. Evil... Chris, Christopher McQuarrie like wrote it too, or was, like, really? was involved with the right. Yeah, I read. Yeah, uh, just a weird thing. Evil yeah, Dead? yeah, Evil Dead. I'm I'm um, excited for. It. Looks super dark, which I love. A very bold statement on the marketing for this is like it, it's saying like this is the scariest, most terrifying yeah film ever you'll ever see. That's I mean that's a bold statement. I mean, well, well the the the, that's the, not the preview has her slicing her tongue in half with a knife. That's pretty. Yeah, it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be very hard to do at least recent movie wise. You have ever seen? That's not no, not ever recent. seen. Recent. But I know what you're Just saying. Think about Ronald. the it's generation like, the now. Generation the generation now. Think about all the movies that they've seen in the past couple of years that are newer horror films. They've been there. I mean, okay. Well, it's the fact about that songs. so many of them are backdoor or secret PG-13s. What they're really saying is, no, this isn't going to be one of those. Right. This be, isn't going to uh, be one of those movies that backs down from the really awful stuff. Now, th- does that mean their only thing that they have? the only surprise they have is just a surprising amount of gore and awful stuff happening, or is there actually a, a good movie there? I don't know, mm-hmm. but just from the trailer, it definitely looks like it looks very familiar to me in terms of the kind of horror that it is. Like it looks like it's very dirty and kind I'm of down. grimy and yeah. I'm down with it. Yeah. But I, think I, it looks, I think it looks solid, but I, but I still, yeah, I'm still waiting for something that makes it look like it's not just a, it's not just a, a darker version of the horror we've been seeing a lot of recently. Supposedly yeah. everyone involved is really excited about where they've taken the material. Um, and really, of, of the Evil Dead movies, the first one really is the only one that, that really tries to be a horror film. Yeah. So the, if there's anything I think is kind of interesting is that they chose to, you know, if the name Evil Dead means anything now, it's almost uh, based on Evil Dead 2, which was much more of a spoof. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of, I think it's kind of interesting that they're basically saying, no, in order to really adapt this concept, you know, you got to go back to, back to the original idea of what made it scary. So, I mean, it's also funny in the post-Cabin in the Woods world to have a movie that i think is the most obvious reference point for cabin in the woods which is you know that the house even looks like the house from evil dead in that movie so i'm I'm, you know cabin in the woods was maybe a little too arch and 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 ironic for me so to see a movie that just really is trying to just scare the shit out of you yeah Yeah, definitely i'm 
But yeah, I, I guess I was thinking like for for the younger generation, like I know the, what you mean. Yeah, yeah just I a reference. We, a lot of kids don't have references to movies. We well, yeah, really used to kind of really fuck with you a little. I mean, yeah. it's like the best horror movies are really like you should be sitting there going, "I don't know why I watched that." Yeah, and I think recently, you know, the fact that they figured out they can make all this money off of teenagers with horror films. Um, it's like, yeah, it's almost like they've forgotten that that original goal of a horror film. It's yeah. not just to kind of string together a few scares, like a paranormal That's, activity movie, but to like really like give you nightmares. You shouldn't come out of the theater and say, <laughs> oh, it didn't scare me that much. You should say, man, that was fucked. That was mm-hmm. terrible what just happened. Yeah, I wish I hadn't seen that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I miss that stuff. So, yeah, um, Oblivion? Anyone? I'm curious about Oblivion. I uh, I think I, I saw the trailer for Oblivion followed by the trailer for After Earth the other day, <laughs> which and is it was really bizarre. It was really bizarre how similar they they, <laughs> I mean, they don't look exactly alike, but the fact that it's you know prominent psycho- prominent Scientologists uh, showing up on a on a post apocalyptic Earth yeah. wearing some kind of white jumpsuit. It was really <laughs> funny that you really could almost edit them together. <laughs> I think the same movie. But no, I think it looks you know the the most heartening thing to me about Oblivion. Is the Joseph Kaczynski uh, yeah. aspect, which is because even though uh, Tron Legacy was, you know, maybe one of those kind of poorly scripted movies that has a lot of a lot of attention and a lot of pressure on it, um, the actual direction and the visual styling of that film was pretty impeccable, I and agree. I see little hints of that in Oblivion. Like there's a few shots that just look gorgeous. Yeah, so, I agree. So yeah. you know, I'm 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 interested. This is what I like to see Tom Cruise in. So. Um, you know the one thing that <laughs> his character's name is Jack Harper, which to me, <laughs> I just love that. Why I, I don't know what it is about that name, but part of me get, when, like when the person said when he's like when it's like Jack Harper, whoever it is that says his name in the trailer, and I just remember thinking like, oh, they knew this movie wasn't going to be that good when they named the character Jack Harper, but I don't know why. Like, Gabriel is it just Jack? Anything sounds like a default setting, like screenwriting program turned it out. Guess so. Guess so. <laughs> Jack Harper. Anything. If it, yeah, because if it was like if it was like Tony Harper, I don't think I would be even mentioning right. it. Right. But the fact that it's Jack something, Jack yeah. anything, it's, yeah, lends itself to some corniness. Well, you know, I think there. the interesting thing about that too is that um, both that and After Earth, the trailer really heavily hint at a at a twist that maybe is not explained by the trailer. But both those movies, it seems that they're not telling you something about the concept. You know, um, I definitely think Oblivion. To me, it looks like the more interesting movie out of those two. But, you know, I still haven't completely written off the fact that M. Night Shyamalan has the ability to string together a sequence. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, After Earth might might have really great stuff in it. But I feel like that trailer, the cheese of him saying, do you know where you are? This is Earth. And the twist is like, psych, it's not. <laughs> well, even, even if it it's is. It's got to have the twist. But it's like the whole trailer, I was thinking, well, this has got to be Earth because those are Earth baboons running around. The you twist know? is like, going to be that they're the same... The twist is going to be this is actually Oblivion. They're going to be. <laughs> you actually are watching Oblivion. <laughs> right. the there you go. They're going to be the first. They're going to be the same person. I think that they're going to like talk to each other, but in those weird ways. Oh yeah, that yeah. Have da- noticed his dad is really. His dad died in the crash, and he's imagining him to as he helps him out or something like yeah, that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. We we shall see. The other the other Melissa McCarthy film is in uh, April, which is the <clears throat> the Heat. Yeah, with Sandra Bullock. Which I think actually may be the one that I'm more looking forward to. Yeah, she, she actually Steve. looks funnier in that. Yeah, and I think Sandra Bullock looks. It's hard to tell, but it looks like she's playing a character a little bit more of kind of a, a comic character than sure. she usually does. It looks like a kind of like a fun buddy comedy. You know, I like to see how far they take it. I don't know what the rating on it is, but I was trying to find it. But it's directed by by Paul Feig, who did yeah. Bridesmaids, which 
which that's, makes that's, it maybe he can if, if it's not identity thief maybe he can yeah. help make this the one that maybe right. takes her the right step towards not if identity being... thief is her due date this is her hangover too because it's the same director <laughs> okay <laughs> let's hope maybe better but yeah she seems like she's she's having fun and, and being funny in that um a movie that I'm actually extremely excited about without knowing anything about it, uh, even after having seen a couple of teasers for it, is yeah. uh, Upst- Upstream Color. Oh, no, those are something else. No, I haven't seen that. Upstream Color is the follow-up uh, if anyone saw the movie Primer. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, this is the written and directed by Shane Carruth, Shane, who, yeah. who wrote and directed Primer. And in it's... What a weird teaser. It, it's a very weird teaser, yeah. and it's one of those films that the description of it... Like, I love this. Even though sometimes it can mean it can it can could mean one of two things. One is this person's pretentious and is trying to describe their movie in a, like they won't come out and just say what it is. Right. But the other side of it is this is a movie that's that's best experienced if you if you know very little about it. And I'm I'm hoping it's the latter. Uh, but the description is basically just talking about you know people being connected as some major changes happen in in the world and and uh, that discovering you know that the nature of reality may be a lie or something something along those lines if if you saw primer it was a it was kind of a head scratcher yeah, and absolutely. a mind blower at the same time yeah. um one of the few movies that I consider rewatchable only because you watch it and you immediately want to watch it again just to make sense out of what you just what saw happened, yeah. but i think primer was like a uniquely kind of smart uh sci-fi movie I, and yeah, and I the way it, the, the concepts it played with uh, you know it's that rare time travel film I guess that might be considered a spoiler, but I feel like it was sold to me as a time travel yeah. film. But it's that rare time travel film that that plays around with the plausibility of time travel and almost makes you feel like, well, if this was if they was going to figure it out, this is how it would work, you right. know. I've and so therefore I'm like optimistic that Upstream Color will follow in those footsteps and just be a, you know, maybe a genre movie but a really smart take on a genre sure. movie. But so Upstream Color, that actually might be my most anticipated just because I have no idea what to expect from it and this is a guy who you know, uh, based on primer, I was, I was definitely, I made a note of, I want to see what What's this guy next, does next. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of maybe most anticipated, and this is weird for me to say this, but having seen the trailer recently, I think one of my most anticipated of the early 2013 Scary is going to be five. No, no, that's my second most. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is, uh, Michael Bay's painting game. Oh, yeah. oh man. Like, I don't Surprising. know. The trailer is really well cut. Um, I don't know that, I don't know what it is about the trailer. I think the idea of seeing a Michael Bay film that's made for $20 million mm-hmm. lets me reel in my expectations for it to be distracting in ways that would would piss me off, like yeah. some of his other movies. Um, you know, The Rock, Anthony Mackie, um, Tony Shalhoub. I, I think Ed Harrison as well. I mean, it looks uh, funny, which is surprising it, it, for a Michael Bay movie. It, yeah, it looks. it almost looks like there's like, he's like, tapped a little bit into what he did with bad boys Mm -hmm. like you know there's like these there's a buddy element to it you know not on the cop side this round but um you know these these bodybuilders that are attempting to pull off this scam to make all this money and the fact that this is based on real events that happened in in Mm -hmm. miami i think it was and then the guys that attempted to pull this off are on death row right now it just is crazy to me that you know, there's a movie coming out that Mark Wahlberg and The Rock and Anthony Mackie are in. It looks really funny, really entertaining. It also has that that feel of like that bumbling idiot trying to pull something off, even though it's a completely different film and a far better movie. But it reminded me a little bit of seeing Mark Wahlberg and Boogie Nights and him trying to attempt something that he was way outside of his reach. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And I got that vibe in this movie a little bit, but obviously on a glossier, shiny Michael Bay 
type of film. You know, if you watch the trailer, I don't know that you would say this is a Michael. You, you would no. never know that which it's is a Michael a Bay thing. production, right? If you just watch, it the does clips. look kind of Michael Bayish to me. But I, I think well, that, I mean, just in terms of the way it's shot, it's just it's okay. got it's got that look, that, that sort of commercial look okay. of of his, like almost like a music video. But there's a certain kind of. It looks like a comedy of errors. It looks like it's going to be a bunch of characters who get in something over their head, you know. And you know, it's rare to see that type of comedy shot that way. I didn't know it was as cheap as. 20 million that's yeah. that's shocking because it doesn't look that cheap but yeah no it's like f- for various reasons it's just a movie that you you go i've got to see this to know exactly what it is yeah. um the scene where he's uh like under pressure and he's got to go do a few curls just to, <laughs> yeah th- that's just so funny <laughs> that, like funny. i mean like and then the rock's like yeah get it yeah yeah you got, <laughs> it, you got it that's good yeah get it and again that type of interplay maybe what you're talking about with the bad boys thing but it seems like yeah. these two actors probably on the set had some back and forth. And I think we've seen Mark Wahlberg, you know, not that like the other guys was a perfect movie, but we've seen that he can both spoof and pull off the kind of buddy comedy kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, but he looks great. And I mean, he looks like his performance in this, like yeah. this, just him running from the, from the cops at the beginning of the trailer and then getting hit by a car, you know, yeah. all that stuff just feels like it could be, I don't know. I, I I like when it's well done. When it's one of those stories where a couple of knuckleheads just get that's in over totally their head. what it is. Yeah. It looks, looks I just love good. the scene of them in the Fiero, and he's like, and 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 he's explaining the 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 whole scam to the Rock, and he's like, "There's no way that's going to be like." He's like, "I watch a lot of movies. Just trust me, okay?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. As he just darts off in his little Fiero. The fact that that's his logic for doing the yeah. scheme is hilarious. It's going to be really funny. I hope so, man. And I think, and it took me by surprise. I knew about it. I, I I had been following it, you know, through development, but mm-hmm. when I saw the trailer, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it got me, man. And he looks huge in this too. Yeah, well, he's ripped. Yeah, the rock I, I like that, that opening has... shot of the trailer when he it's like that big yeah. billboard, yeah, and he's like doing the sit ups, but it's like a curl. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. It's like a stupid little thing. On pretty slick. pretty cool. Another movie that fits into that category of like has a lot of things about it that would that would make me avoid it under other circumstances, but just for whatever reason it. It looks funny to me, but the uh, the incredible Burt Wonderstone with uh, Steve Carell yeah. and Jim Carrey, yes, it just looks funny. It I mean, looks so funny. It's like anytime you see those actors popping up in something, you kind of wonder which and version, Steve in like it which too. version yeah. of them you're gonna get. Yeah. But like Steve Carell, he looks like he's doing. I mean, he's got like looks like fake teeth and super tan. Spray tan. He's, so he's playing a character, and mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's character as the kind of Chris Angel. David Blaine as yeah. magician just looks funny, and anytime yeah. really funny actors get together and it's the right material, it could be great. It and that be, movie really does be. look. The, Jim the, Carrey doesn't do movies very often, so his choice to do this one he, is pretty well, interesting. Well, that's where he where he's uh, stroking Steve Carell's <laughs> cheek, and he says, "Your skin makes me cry." Yeah. <laughs> if it's got just three or four more lines like that, it, it'll be worth the yeah. price of admission. But yeah, and no, Alan Arkin's in it as well. Yeah, wow. As, it looks good. Yeah. It looks fun. Funny trailer. Yeah. Posters are hilarious. Out? I think. Oh, that's uh, that's April. Oh, March fifth, actually. March 5th. So I was okay. I was backtracking to March there. I want to see that. Man, it looks good. Very funny. There are also a couple of documentaries coming out that I just thought I'd mention. In March, there's one about the author Philip Roth called Philip Roth Unmasked. And then in uh, April, on April 17th, there's a movie called The De- uh, Deceptive Practice, The Mysteries and Mentors of Ricky Jay. I don't know if you know who Ricky Jay is. No, but who's Ricky Jay? You would def- he's a character actor you would definitely recognize, he's but he's like a magician. Did you ever see The Spanish Prisoner? No. With Campbell Scott. It was like a David Mamet film. No, he's just one of those guys who's always been around. His name is and, Ricky Jay. And he's always popped up and stuff. Uh, and... I, it's like therefore you, you seems, would know his face if you saw therefore him. seeming like the, a good subject for a documentary those those people who've done a million things but you, yeah. you've got to connect the dots and then of course Philip Roth just 
you know, he's an interesting figure and kind of a, oh, yeah, a modern American master of, of the, the novel. So it's, again, just a, could be a really interesting subject. There are I, definitely things to look forward to, yeah. you know, these first couple months of the year. I mean, I, it's just that first month you roll the dice a little bit and you wonder what is the, hopefully there's like one takeaway and I'm praying that it's Gangster Squad. And I yeah. think, you know, hopefully it's solid. It just worries me that they would, I don't know, push it back that far into the new year. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I don't know. But there's some good comedies coming out, some sci-fi, some drama. We didn't mention Terrence Malick's new film, The uh, To The Wonder, that's oh. coming out in April. Oh, that actually comes out that soon. Okay. Yeah, in April uh, with Ben Affleck, Rachel McAdams. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of his work. I mean, I, visually, I'm always impressed by it, like what he does with the screen. But Tree of Life. Yeah, I know how you feel <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah. I'm a big Ben Affleck fan and mm-hmm. also Rachel McAdams and the trailer for this actually seems like it may be more like, I guess maybe a little more accessible mm-hmm. and streamlined than maybe his, his, his like tree of life or maybe mm-hmm. what else, you know, well, it certainly he's released feels recently. Like, it certainly feels like the turnaround time on this has been shorter than the, the usual Terrence Malick yeah, turnaround. Yeah, so, sat on it for years. But he's years. a guy who seems like he always has two or three projects in development. But this last year was the first time I remember there being like, he finished one and was already shooting another. Right, yeah. So it almost makes you wonder if maybe he's changing his methods. Yeah, like when Tree of Life came out last year, it was like you'd already seen like a production still with Ben Affleck and Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is coming out next year. And then all of a sudden, like... A He's couple weeks ago, one, yeah. like there's a trailer and there's a date and there's you know a poster and there's all this stuff and it's like okay, well maybe they're they're going to get it out there. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's supposed to come out. In, it, it could always be pushed, but it's supposed to come out in April. Um, but it's supposed to kind of be examining like the relationship between Ben Affleck and I think the, the other female lead is Olga. I forget her last name. She's also in Oblivion, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know their relationship and when they move back to his hometown, him kind of rekindling a relationship with Rachel McAdams. Looks solid. I mean, I'm I'll always see his films just because I'm curious about them. Mm-hmm. Just because they seem to be kind of polarizing or divided, yeah. you know, uh, uh, critically especially. But um, yeah, the impression is at least that they could be important. You know, exactly. That that's exactly how I see it. It's like you just want to check it out because it's probably something you'll hear people talking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot a lot of cool stuff coming out earlier in the year. Hopefully, we can take away more good than bad. Um, I don't know. Hit us up with some emails or something. Let us know if there, if we missed something that maybe you think that we should have on our radar or something yeah. like that you know like because looking over all these movies i was like there's some i was trying to like cut out whether or not i really wanted to see like there was one coming out in march called welcome to the punch mm-hmm. with james mcavoy and uh, mark strong it's mm-hmm. a british like crime thriller mm-hmm. that apparently is like has some amazing action and like gunplay and slow-mo shots in it the trailer is really cool you can check that out online right now um but it just didn't make the cut i mean i figured i'd mention it though yeah, yeah right but um yeah hit us up at the facebook you know my, uh, the moviesmovie.net I almost said MySpace what the hell um, it's coming back Friendster I'm, I'm bringing it back yeah. Friendster <laughs> uh, and let us know if we miss something just shoot us an email or a link to a trailer and we'll bring it up on the next episode but um, do you guys have anything else to add in terms of yeah, that that's it iTunes subscribe Miss Cloud subscribe I can't stress how easy it is to get these on your mobile devices right. I feel like most yeah. people are on their mobile devices now anyway. Like even right. if you're listening to this on your mobile device, that's awesome. They're taking a ride to your stupid job. Yeah. You just listen to it. Yeah. Just listen I mean, to it. Right, right. Don't get all judgmental about what they do for a living, Ronald. I mean I think he was talking about himself. It's oh, it, he was using the <laughs> He was out of body it, looking. It's one himself. of those things like it's your job and when somebody else calls it stupid, they're like, Hey, yeah. I'll call my job stupid. <laughs> so I guess I won't call your job stupid. I'm sorry. Your that beautiful was very job. adult of you to take that back. Right. See, we've grown job. a lot. Right. We have. 
in our first podcast of 2013 here. Right. Conflict resolution. Yeah. Instantaneous, in fact. You can see this isn't going to be your dad's movie schmovie. This is a whole (laughs) new movie schmovie for 2013. Right. We we constantly evolve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least we tell ourselves that. And that's what matters. (laughs) That's all that matters. How do we make ourselves feel good? It's all about the lies. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> how do we make our it's all about the lies it's the only There's way it ever works never get past on Ronald, that's his honesty hey i've i've tried this truth shit for a long time <laughs> right. i found that sleep is easier i found that lies, lies are everywhere lube the deals <laughs> you gotta lube the deals with the lies so all right guys well as always thanks for listening Thank uh you. send us any feedback share the podcast help us grow this listener base so that we can keep doing this do it like ron said do it yeah. Um, you guys got anything else? Nothing. Just a shaking of the head, left to right, and no, now I guess I'll man, just say, clean your. Oh tank. wait, what? Clean your taint. You know, how people, people, people clean everything else. Clean your taint. You always miss. Wait, that you're suggesting that someone's out there cleaning. I would say that if there's an area that I focus all my righteous fury on, mm-hmm. the taint might be the most exfoliated too, man. You don't want any extra skin. Do you use like microbeads? <laughs> I use a, a loofah that I call loofah Vandross. Is that is that loofah dedicated only to the taint, or do you mm-hmm. share that with the rest of your I body? I share it with other things. Wow. <laughs> You're so giving. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm I'm okay with my ass touching the same thing as my ass-to-ball connection touching my face. <laughs> you know, we really were almost out. <laughs> I was so close, John. Nope. And I had to throw it out there. Like, anything else? I, I take that do, back. Do you, ever, do you ever see the sentence forming in your mouth? Yeah, like the... Like, Hey, anybody got anything else they want to say? Do you ever see, like find yourself like gr- grabbing for the Pull words back, as yeah. they? <laughs> With Ronald involved, you always have to be aware of that. Clean it's almost tank. like we have a little mental count. Like when you've said, anybody got anything else? And I say, nope. And then there's like a beat. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that for like a half hour. Clean your taint. Clean your taint. <laughs> That's you were thinking about that for a half hour? Yeah, man. I don't is know. The only takeaway from this episode. <laughs> Did I uh... <laughs> clean your taint? I Something don't know. smells like burritos in no. here. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> taint. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Taint. You've made our day. Taint. Taint. You've made our taint. <laughs> Hopefully cleaner. <laughs>